TAP episode number 33 with Danielle King. You guys ready? Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Think Alpha Project. You guys know I'm the host, Valentine Iwudo, and this conversation week after week is all about success um, in health, wealth, relationships. Now, we've been doing this every single week. I appreciate all of you guys who've been tuning in, um, but I want to make sure that I let you guys know that I'm taking a new direction with the with the podcast as well as the YouTube. Um, there's just some things that's been on my heart, and I'm going to be sharing more of it. And I know that it helps because when I have the conversations with people, um, I notice that people always get value from it. And this is in relationship to, um, to, to truth and especially in the area of masculinity as well as um, as it relates to the relationship between men and women. And I'm specifically talking about dating. So even though we'll be having these um, episodes with interviews, I'm going to be infusing more of the truths that I've learned based on my own experience in my life, okay? But we're gonna get right into this episode. So as you guys heard in the beginning, Daniel King is who I got to sit with. Now, this is the current president of the LA Urban League of Young Professionals. Have you guys heard of it? Um, look it up if you haven't, but this is a, a group of people and it was established, of course, by young professionals to display a commitment to contributions in the community and socially and in, through corporate, right? And it's, it's, it's awesome. Great, great group of people. And I got to sit down with, once again, the president. And I know that the title of this episode is Going With Your Gut, but I want you to know that there's way more to this conversation that I know you're going to be able to take value. Listen, if you are someone who is going for, you're in leadership, for example, if you're in leadership, I'm writing this down. If you're in uh, management, if you're starting something, if you're starting a company, starting a movement, starting a project, if you notice the, the things that we talk about has directly has to do with this. Okay, so in this specific situation, this is a woman who has moved. I'm not going to get too much in her story, but she's moved from um, from where she's lived and down to Phoenix in Arizona and then down to Los Angeles. So she's made her way and be, been able to take the reins of an already established organization and, and really take it to the heights that it's at right now. Okay, so you're going to learn how Danielle's been talking and has been able to uh, create a rise in consistent growth with the team. And of course, learning how to lead and of course, listening to your intuition. So without further ado, I appreciate you guys hearing me out. I'm talking too much at this point, but I'm going to welcome on to this episode, President Danielle King. Thanks for being on. appreciate you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> all right, good. So we just spent some really good time uh, just rapping and talking about all kinds of different stuff. So I'm just glad that I'm excited because I know we're going to have a lot to share. We may not get to talk about everything, but the purpose of this, um, I always talk about this podcast is 
you know, a, an access for people to hear about excellence and success, mm-hmm. but specific to the the young minority, blacks, of course, we are Latinos, so other minorities mm-hmm. navigating through life in their 20s and early 30s. Awesome. So, and this is great. I'm You're an example to me of, of that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh gee, thanks. Stop gassing me. Actually, keep going. No, keep going. Please. <laughs> no, but um, no. Thanks once again for being on. Um, tell me about t- for those who actually don't even know about the LA mm-hmm. um, Urban League. Yes. Tell me about it. Perfect. So the LA Urban League Young Professionals is mm-hmm. an auxiliary of the LA Urban League. So when individuals I feel think of Urban League, they think of jobs oh sustainability mm. as well as education and just something that their grandmothers was a part of right but the young Wait, profession- do people really say that or that's the image i never thought of it like that. you did well that's no. wonderful because well no. yeah in oklahoma the urban league is well known for being like thriving back when your grandmama and them was, you know, <laughs> living their best lives. Um so, um, so the Young Professionals Auxiliary was established specifically for 21 through 39. But I mean, that varies just somewhere along those lines of young people and professionals mm-hmm. to make... LA great, whether that be through the entertainment industry, whether that be through community service, um, professional development, just whatever you think of when you think of a young professional in Los Angeles, we Mm -hmm. try to cater to. So we have events, networking opportunities, um, community service opportunities. We have national initiatives that we host to make sure that we try to cover all of Los Angeles with what we do. Yeah. Wow. And you joined because we were talking the off camera mm-hmm. about the fact that you moved out here. Yes. And you were a part of it in Oklahoma City. Not Oklahoma City. Sorry. No, you're what? fine. In Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, you, yes, oh my I'm bad. From Oklahoma in Phoenix, City. but you're from Oklahoma. Yes. That's so you got to know you're good. Yes. So you're a part of it in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And then you came out here to L.A. Yes. And then you were looking for it. Yes, because I know it's everywhere. Right. And then, <laughs> so, so you ended up joining. You ended up joining here, but not only doing that, but right away, like becoming involved. Yes. Like taking up and taking up a role with leadership. Yes. And I just think that's so important, you know, leadership. Because to me, but from hearing your story on how you did that, you know, you to me, you are someone who, if I'm gonna be in a space, I'm gonna add value. Mm, that's right. So tell me a little bit more about that, like that mindset, because that's to me, that's a success. mind. That's that's a powerful mindset to have. Anybody who's successful, it's because they live that. Well, thank you. You know what I mean? Appreciate it. So tell me about that. I mean, basically. An individual who points out a problem. But does absolutely nothing to at least attempt to solve it or try to solve it is simply complaining and we know complaining does nothing, right? So with me, um, once I moved out here and I went to the Urban League meeting and saw that there were um, vacancies in different chair positions, I didn't just say, oh, pity. (laughs) I was like, well, what can I do to assist? And I saw that the community service chair opportunity was available and I'm big in community service. Um, from Big Brothers Big Sisters to Teach for America, which is not community service, but it's a part of um, 
AmeriCorps, which is big on community service. So anything that I can do to serve, I'm happy to do. So once mm-hmm. I saw that that was an opportunity in um, the Urban League with uh, Los Angeles and the Young Professionals, I decided to apply. And from there, just helping out with opportunities. And um, soon after, there was an opportunity to run for presidency. And I decided to do it. And I was elected in July. And we've been doing some great stuff. So. Good. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you. That. That so I got to so ask nice. you, too. And, and being, yeah, and in, in Phoenix, though, mm-hmm. how were you, how would you say you were involved? Like, were you in a role? Or oh, my position? gosh. So. Everyone is so involved with the Phoenix chapter. So it's uh, Greater Phoenix Urban League Young Professionals. And it's live, all the way really? live. Like, there was no vacancies. And when I applied to be the community service chair, I was not accepted. <laughs> so, yeah, they were like, okay, you cute, but no thank you. And so wow. to move out here, I moved out here for something completely different. But once I got settled and situated, I joined the Los Angeles chapter. And once I was appointed community service, I was just like, I'm so glad I get to finally help because when I was involved in Phoenix, I was a general member. So I was still able to volunteer and help with their initiatives, but not at the leadership role, which was completely fine. I was just glad it was filled. Right. But since there was a vacancy here, I'm just like, all right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> My not, moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's how I got involved. Yeah. I, you, you just made me think about something. Um, I don't. I wish I remembered the book uh-huh. this existed, mm-hmm. by the way. And um, it's, I'm just speaking towards how by moving, sometimes moving sideways mm-hmm. actually helps you move forward okay. faster than if you were to stick to like the lane that you're in. And we're, we're going a little off topic here. And I just wanted to bring this. Like for those of you, if you're listening right now and you're in a position where you want to be, um, you want to climb up some sort of ladder mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. What you just did, I, I don't think you realize that there's a science to that, what okay. you just did. And you you did it unintentionally. Mm-hmm. You but know, you're the nurse, it, so come on, tell yeah. me science. No, no, I'm just, you know, it's, it's just, you're, you're just moving laterally. Okay. But moving lateral equals, a lot of times, it helps you move faster. Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you know, we have... Um, you, you, we have people who, the governor, for example, the governor of California, mm-hmm. we have people who move up the ranks. Mm-hmm. They try to be mayor or they try to move up the ranks in politics mm-hmm. and in positions. But then you have someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger who, mm-hmm. who, who <laughs> he's never done anything in mm-hmm. politics. Um, but because he's reached a certain level um, in something else, yes. he moves sideways to yes. something in, let's say, politics. And now he can reach this type of level. Yeah. Of position, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what uh, that's what you've been able to do. Momentum, which, I kept it going. Yeah, you yeah. kept it going. But it, I would say, if you had stayed in Phoenix, though, it would have been a little different of a situation. Oh, so you mean actually physically moving out here was my moving laterally? Yeah, and not that oh, that was a okay. goal anyway. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a goal anyway, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of the same thing where I know, for example, if I move. If I'm in a position and there's some sort of bottleneck or mm-hmm. I'm trying to get, move up in something, in a career or in a business, and I notice that there's some resistance, mm-hmm. it's hard to do that. Yeah, that's right. I've noticed that there's a lot of people who unintentionally, mm-hmm. they may move cities or they may pivot and do it in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they just change what it is that they're doing or how they're doing it. And all of a sudden they get farther than they thought was possible. Mm-hmm. So 
it's just a little success principle that I wanted to share to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you you managed to do. But I do want to, now that I'm listening to what you're saying, it's mm-hmm. like, for me, that what's ringing is leadership. Okay. So for leadership, because you, they, they just had a, the you guys just had the December event. Yes. And I was asking you about it. You were like, yo, the, it was, it was popping. You missed out. I missed out because I wanted to go. You missed a great event. <laughs> <laughs> but but you also talked about how when you first like by the time you became president, mm-hmm. the numbers you would say were how would you describe it? They were on a D card, like the numbers of the people that were committed. Individuals who were committed to the organization with coming to our general body meetings that are every third Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, as I was involved and once the months continued on, I saw that there wasn't a consistent number of attendance. So the numbers seemed to get lower and lower and whatever the case may be, um, people were traveling, people had families, people, whatever the case, um, there was no consistency in attendance with the general body meeting. So once, um, Brandon Carter, who's the vice president and myself were elected, we like, okay, so we need to strategize. We want to make sure that this organization, this organization is the best it can be um, with us being in the leadership position. And so one of the things that um, really helped us this year, I would say is ensuring that we were out and making sure that we were doing an event socializing, networking, community service every month. We have our general body meetings once a month, but on top of that, we would have some sort of event to, I guess, let individuals test the water to see if they were really about Urban League Young Professionals because our general body meetings, although they're relaxed and you do not have to be a member to attend, a lot of people are turned off by thinking that they're going to a meeting to just sit and hear about whatever's going on. So we like to have events off site uh, to let people get a feel for us. And so what you were talking about was our event. So it was LAULYP, which is our acronym. So it's LAULYP presents Cashmere and Cocktails Holiday Party. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I saw. That's oh my gosh, and that was um, Kaylin Sims and <laughs> Bev. <laughs> they, um, that's the special events committee chair and co-chair, and they just created this phenomenal event where young professionals can enjoy themselves. And it was a holiday party. It was, um, oh, forgive me for not remembering the date. It was a Friday in December, mm-hmm. um, right before people took off for holidays. So a lot of individuals who are not from here leave around the 21st or right before um, all of the holidays. So we had it, I, I want to say two Fridays before um, or even a Friday before maybe. And everyone was still here and we had a good time. It was yeah. fun. Yeah, I saw the video. It was yeah. live. It was live. You weren't there. I'm glad I missed out. You I'm glad? glad? I know I regret that I missed out. Yeah, so. don't. Psh, psh. <laughs> don't Is that what I meant again. to say, though? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, yeah, I, I looked it up on Eventbrite. I had no That's idea what, what it was. And I saw it. I was yes. like, yo, this seems pretty cool. And I before didn't... you knew that I was coming on, like, that's how. Right. 
the universe works. But yeah, you like, let me. That's that's why it came up yeah. on Eventbrite because we had the hashtags and we had something to do in LA, and it came on your feed. You did not come, but <laughs> then you realized that I was a part of that organization. You're like, oh, I should have gone. I was like, dang. <laughs> no, but that's 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 really really cool. That's mm-hmm. really cool. So I know that you're. Okay, so you're involved as a president. You're, you're making things happen. You're growing things. With the team. With the, Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Um, making things happen and with the team. Mm-hmm. And um, I got I to gotta, I gotta say this. Like, I understand from leadership that, you know, this conversation is just going to be about leadership. So mm-hmm. I understand about leadership that um, you're like the heart. You're the heartbeat. You're the engine. Normally, the leader is that. Now you have the supporting team, mm-hmm. but then they're feeding off of your energy. Mm-hmm. How would you say that you've had to rise to the occasion in terms of your energy to support the growth that you had this last year so far? That's a wonderful question. I have had to be extremely flexible with becoming a part of the social scene. So. I have come to realize Los Angeles is as glamorous as it seems on TV. Oh, is it? To my, from my understanding, from not being here, you know, you're from here, so you're just like, oh, it's whatever. But (laughs) a a lot of people that I've come in contact with are not from here and are amazed by just the opportunities that downtown Los Angeles alone has with. All types of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So with me, I had to get really comfortable with doing stuff like that. I'm a homebody. I like being in by nine o'clock. I am so to myself. But being the president of this organization that's um, not a social group, but is extremely social, I've had to put my face on and like go to these networking opportunities that have me out until 11 and then I have to drive to Ontario so I don't get home sometimes till 12 or 1. Um, Cause it's like an hour away from. Yeah, from where I stay. An hour, yeah. So yeah, this is like the place to be. And so just um, being flexible and um, stepping outside of my comfort zone and a, a great example of that is uh, once Brandon and I were elected and we appointed our committee chairs, we threw a beach bonfire to celebrate. And I'm not a fan of outside. I don't like the beach. I could live without not... Not being at the beach at all. <laughs> easily. And I know that I, I people listening, especially the ones not in California, like... Like I would kill to have, you know, right. especially, you know, coming from Oklahoma, there was no means of large body of water. And I was fine with that, that, okay. Um, right. So I, being the early riser and being president, had to get up at 5 a.m. I was on the beach by 6 a.m. to secure our plot because, you know, I'm so sorry, I don't know if you know, but we were at Dockweiler Beach and they you have guys, the pits. Pit. You have to go yourself. There's no reservation um, system put in place. It's just first come, first serve. Mm-hmm. And so I got to the beach at 6 a.m. and there were already individuals at pits, right? Yep. Okay, so that was my first time at Dockweiler. Um, I never had to stand watch for anything. So I, I get there at six and the event started i want to say at 7 p.m um so i was i was at the beach 
the entire day. Wow. Until individuals started to show up. And I think my first, Brandon got there around, uh, I want to say like 9 or 10 a.m. So then I was relieved to go pick up grills and everything else. So I'm I'm doing runs for the actual bonfire. So I'm out and about for it. And I think I got situated and settled at 5 p.m. And then I was at the beach until like midnight and not liking outside and not being a late night individual. I was just like, oh yeah, just know I love y'all. <laughs> this It was a day for me. Like I had, I, I by eight, like my energy was depleted. And I'm like, Danielle, don't, don't look like how you feel. Cause people don't think you stink and you're gonna have an attitude look mm. on your face. I'm like, like. And you see. And you president. Wow, you so you have to manage. Are you having fun? Can I get you marshmallows? You wow. wanna roast this? And so. Like I'm always in service mode, but it was so yeah. oh, gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't want to do it really. again. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Well that was that was before mm. Bev and Kaylin came on. So now that we have a special events committee chair and co chair, they handle all the social stuff. I just pop up, hey, hi. Hey. How are, how's that you good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just pop up on the right. scene now. Right. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> but at one point in time though, you had to be the one to do it. Yes. Just that was there was some time where it was just Brandon and I and Jasmine, who's our event chair and um, Ian, who's our professional development chair. They were on the team before Brandon and I were elected. And so they um, re-signed their commitment form. So we had some individuals to help us from the past leadership team. Right. But yeah, other, am I, miss, I don't want to miss anyone. And then Daniel, our treasurer, he's been with us for a while. But it was a small team. Right now we're 13 strong. So we went from like four or five. And now with everything being filled, we just filled our last position, our fund development chair, Wes. Love Wes. We're good. We're golden. We're there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, I just want to want you to know that that's this is all happening because they see you guys' commitment. Wonderful. And oftentimes, you know, it's that's what it is. This is commitment. When people see that, I heard I heard this really cool saying. Um, I was at an event, um, and I heard a really cool saying. They say, you know, if you if you're in a car, your car breaks down. Someone someone whose car breaks down and they're in the car, you know, they're rarely gonna ever get somebody who stops okay. to help. Mm -hmm. But now, when they see that same person by himself pushing the car mm -hmm. that's in the middle of the road, mm -hmm. you'll have people get out. I've seen it. you have people yes. get out and come help you. That's real. And it's real. And it's like when you when you show your commitment, only then I, I really believe people are willing to help you only because you're showing your commitment to, like to that, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And it's just that's a what I'm seeing is reflecting the situation. Okay. So since your, your journey so far with this in general, um, with LA and the success that you've had right now with your growth, mm -hmm. what would you say is something that's missing? Like what's something that people need to know that they're missing that if they got it, if they understood it, it would, it would make a big difference in their life. This is just in general. I'll say in general. Okay. Not necessarily tied to. Right. Okay. Right. 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 It's in general. It's like a life thing. Gotcha. I wanted to make sure I understood the question properly before I answered. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say don't let change threaten you and listen to your intuition when you know it's time 
to change or jump ship or whatever the case. And so in Phoenix, when it was time for me to go, I knew. And I ignored it. I was just like, no, I'm comfortable here. Um, I want to stay. So when I was in Phoenix, my sister had already moved out here. And she asked me to move out here with her. And I told her no. I originally was like, no, I don't why California? I'm not about it. I there's no. I, I straight up told You're her happy. no. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Like you know, I was living life in Phoenix. It was good, and oh my gosh, I swear, like three weeks after I told my sister no, everything just started failing. <laughs> like I wasn't happy with my living situation. I wasn't happy with work. Um, I, I just wasn't happy. Like everything that I told her, the reason I was staying wasn't working for me anymore. And so I went through that trial and tribulation and then she asked again and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I get it. I'm like, I, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> so, um, she was already out here by the time she mm -hmm. asked you again. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, sure. So I packed up and I moved out here. Huh. So yeah, but if I would have listened to that initial gut feeling when my sister asked me, because um, everything happens for a reason. So I, I learned my lesson by saying no. But if I would just said yes the first time, it would have been a lot of. You've avoided a lot of. Yeah. A lot of suffering. Yes. So to speak. Yeah. Yes. Just being hard headed. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Um, interesting. That's, what do you, I mean, what do you feel like? Do you feel like you had to go through that pain first to, to then go, okay, I need to make this move? Yes. Yeah. Oftentimes. Oh, yeah. Right. Why, why move if you're comfortable? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. know. I, it, it had to happen. It happened because... Right. What did, what did that feel like? Like that, that first, uh, let's just call it your gut feeling. Mm -hmm. Like for, I remember there's, there's been times where I have this feeling or mm -hmm. like this like sense mm -hmm. of, oh, maybe it's like this voice inside of me like, maybe I should do that or maybe mm -hmm. I should do... You know, but what is what is that like for you? Is it a more of a voice or what what is it that you would describe or a, at least in that moment as mm -hmm. your gut feeling? With me, when it's something that I'm supposed to do, everything lines up perfectly and it doesn't make sense as to why. So when I moved out to Arizona, I did so for a teaching position through Teach for America and my parents had reservations because they're like, you can teach here. Why do you have to move a thousand miles to be a teacher? And I was just like, you know, I can't explain it, but everything works. I'm like, as soon as I graduate college, um, I have time where I can get myself situated, uh, research the opportunity, research living arrangements, and it just worked out. And as we were talking earlier, my roommate in Phoenix was from Oklahoma. Okay. Went to the same university that I went to. She just so happened to have a job out in Arizona with Yelp and she had been looking for a roommate and I let, it wasn't even me, someone, a mutual friend told her that I was about to move down. And so we link up and then she tells me she's been looking for a roommate and then we become roommates and just so much was revealed to both of us that was reassurance that we were supposed to live together for the time that we lived together. And it just, 
didn't make sense, but worked extremely well. So I can't explain it, but my gut feeling more so is just the unexplainable happening extremely easy. So if I wasn't so hard headed, <laughs> if I just listened the first time, everything would work itself out and I'd be good, but I'm yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Would you is would you say any of that was fear of something? Were you afraid of something? When moving out here? That, or just that first time that when you didn't listen to your gut? No, it was the particular situation, my sister asking me to move with her. And my sister and I are 11 years apart. So she has been my second mom and she feels like she can run me and she's going to watch this podcast and she's going to tell me about this part. <laughs> but just, I've lived with my sister before. I had one when I was younger because she's so much older than me. She was an adult when I was still a teenager. So I was like, yeah, let's do it, it'd be great. Live with my sister, Woo. no. we. Why? Right, <laughs> so, you know, right, I, right. I've been there, done that. I'm not trying to do that again. Mm -hmm. um, and now we're both adults and you want me to live with you? I'm yeah. just like, we... Like, nah. But yeah, now I'm living with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but so to answer your question, not fear, just like been there, done that. And I'm just like, we tried it already. I did not like it, but... Um, us actually both being adults, we're just on this same wavelength where it's like, okay, I respect you, you respect me, you pay me my rent, I don't talk to you. Okay, great, okay, <laughs> it's wonderful, this works. So yeah, it, it's much different now than when I was, what, 13 and she yeah. was 24. Cause it seemed like you were going back to that. Cause that's yeah. what we tend to do. It's like, this, this is my past I don't want to revert, exactly. Yeah, I don't want to live that way. I, I know it's California, but that's a piece of Oklahoma right. that I'm going right. back to. And yeah, you already right. know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> You know, um, speaking of that, just whole gut feeling, it took me up until I was 28 mm -hmm. to get to the point where I trust, I trusted that feeling that comes um, when it's time to make a certain decision or to do something. Mm -hmm. um, and if I look back, you know, what I've noticed is it, it you know, these, these feelings, uh, this knowing that comes up, mm -hmm. it's usually correct. It's usually what we should have done the first time. Ain't that a trip? But for some reason, um, I I was resisting it in the past. Actually, the reason I would say looking back would be fear. It's like I'm scared of something, some mm -hmm. sort of outcome that I think is going to happen mm -hmm. that I don't want to happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to take that risk. Mm -hmm. Either I'm not going to be good at it, or someone is going to be mad at me. Actually, you know what? I think is more so of having for my case mm -hmm. having to do with someone being upset at the decision that I make mm. for me personally I got you. so I'd always been afraid to do something um, even though someone might not be okay with it that's so interesting yeah. so that was the opposite for me like I shared with you my parents were like don't leave and I was like goodbye oh. <laughs> like, just like, I love you <laughs> like it's it's not right. you it's Oklahoma like my parents we still Every conversation I have with my dad at the end of the phone call, it's like, okay, so when are you moving back? I was like, you know the answer. <laughs> so, yeah, not necessarily. They want you back. Yeah, and I like, I get it, and I love my parents to death, but I'm just like, you know, you've only you've done your job as parents, where I feel that I can be sustainable and live on my own slash with my sister away from you and be okay. 
like that I feel is the role of a parent. You do so much and it's like, okay, now I need to put what I've practiced into play. So this right. is my child. This is what I've instilled in you. This is what I've told her to do now that I'm not around her and I'm not um, hovering, I guess, or being able to monitor what she's doing. Will she still do what she was taught? So my parents would be, you know, happy to know that I'm good and I'm safe in California. Right, yes, right, yes, right. yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. And through all this, like some of the, I know you've had challenges um, having to move out here, having to, you know, get get in with your your role in leadership mm-hmm. and even even your job, like even with what you're doing. What are some of the challenges you, you've, the biggest challenge you've faced, let's say in the last year, being a young 20-something young woman, mm-hmm. young black woman mm-hmm. in Southern California, and you're not from here. No. <laughs> no. What's been a big challenge that, that you've been uh, facing? The biggest challenge that I've faced, mm-hmm. and it's really come to head like in these past few months, is not really feeling like I'm on the correct path of success. And so as shared or as recently stated with you, I did teach for America for two years in Arizona and that was to buy me time. So I was like, I'm not really sure what I wanna do with my life. So I have this bachelor's degree in human development because I love working with children, but I don't know what I wanna do with that. So did teach for America, not only to buy me time, but to teach in the school that I was in and see the discrepancies between um, socioeconomic status and all of that. So um, definitely learned a lot within those two years, but it bought me time. So I'm like, okay, so I can be a teacher for two years while I'm still figuring out what I want to do. And so moving out here, still not really knowing what I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. I applied for a fellowship opportunity through AmeriCorps. through CalSERVE, so Volunteer Infrastructure Program Fellow. And what that basically is, is going into a nonprofit and creating sustainable systems for their volunteers. So getting and recruiting volunteers and then ensuring that it's a sustainable sustainable program. So I was like, okay, great. Did that for a year in Orange County through Big Brothers Big Sisters, but it was temporary. And so I'm like, once that 11 months was up, I did it again. So I'm currently doing it through um, the Inland Empire United Way with a nonprofit called Promise Scholars. And again, it's buying me time. But I'm like, okay, what do what am I supposed to be doing? Hmm. And so for the longest time, I thought it was to go to school to obtain my master's degree in public administration. Sounds real good. More education. I loved college. Just adding knowledge to my tool belt will definitely be a plus, right? But I didn't know what I wanted to do with my master's degree. And speaking to individuals who've gone into a master's program or decided not to because um, they didn't know what they do with it, I realized that I really need to figure out what I want to do career-wise before I make my next move. And Mm -hmm. that has been difficult because I'm 25, so I know that's not old, old, but that's a, that's old enough where I feel I should be already established in a career and I've done temporary 
programs up until this point. Okay. So now um, I decided against my master's degree at the moment because the career field that I want to go into, which is nonprofit work, um, the master's degree is basically for individuals, of course, who want to further their education, but more of the CEO level type um, positions. I'm just like, I don't want to be that high up. I still want to work with the kids and I still want to be on the ground working. Um, so I feel the next step would to be would be to actually go into a career in nonprofit and just work my way up the ladder. And then if the master's degree is necessary, go about it. You can do that, yeah. But yeah, so. I ain't trying to take out no loans. Because you have to take out the loans, right? I would have to, yes, no. Yeah, I don't Lord. have that in pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. You know, we live, okay, it's a time where I think it's becoming more apparent that mm-hmm. although getting an education is really good, mm-hmm. um, there's, a, there's a lot of careers where getting an advanced degree like masters doctorate mm-hmm. you got to you got to really there needs to be a track like yes. a, a track to follow mm-hmm. otherwise you're just taking out these loans yeah you know you got all these loans mm-hmm. so it's 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 interesting you know my parents or my I would say my mom actually mm-hmm. my dad is super supportive of everything I'm doing right mm-hmm. now but my mom still wants me she still wants to be her. She wants to say that her son is a doctor, mm. for example. Mm. So at this point, she's like, "Look, you could look. Just do your doctorate in nursing." I'm like, "Do your doctorate Mom, in for nursing. what? <laughs> you know what I mean? For That's what? Funny. I, so it's I. We're just in a. It's a situation where listen, you're taking out these loans, not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And even though I might get paid more for me. Mm-hmm. I look at it this way. People ask me this all the time. Val, how come you're not going further in your education uh-huh. in nursing? How, why aren't you going further? That's because that's not my path. Mm-hmm. You know, nursing is amazing. And um, for me, it's, it's cash. It's great. Great way for me to make a really, really good income to support everything I want to do. Yes. And sometimes you got to do that mm-hmm. and achieve that, have that in place so mm-hmm. that now you could do some more things that you want to do. Yes. You know, it doesn't mean you have to keep climbing up the ladder in that area. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I say this. Why is because, yeah, I'm glad that you're it's cool that I'm I'm hearing that you're saying, nah, I'm a cool off on this master's thing. This is actually what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And you're making sure that if I do it, mm-hmm. it's only because it's necessary. Necessary. Extremely necessary. Yes. Because I was yeah. so comfortable in college. Like I. I graduated in three and a half years. Like I really loved learning and I loved what I was doing once I figured out what I wanted to do. So I think my, my initial major was economics. So it sounded good. Oklahoma State University. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You mentioned state it, yeah. State. yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really liked school. I just love the idea of school. <laughs> but <laughs> as you said, like who wants to be in debt all their life, especially yeah. when it's not even necessary. Like if I can do what I love, work with kids and have uh, income that supports my lifestyle, exactly what you just stated, and I can do other things without a master's degree, then why get a master's degree? But anyone out there who wants a master's degree, do it. If it's for you and it's necessary, let's not turn people away from there. <laughs> like, no, no. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. It's it's all here. It's all in the face right now. My face is pressure right now. So, but no, I get it. Uh, yeah. I, look, I I'm not anybody's mom or dad or nothing, but I just see the way I see the world. All I got to say is, listen. You got to make sure this degree is leading you to exactly what you want because if it ain't, mm -hmm. you just don't. You just you just booking loans. I mean. To me, you have to really think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, you so I tell yes. people. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. A lot of time. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very, very interesting. But mm -hmm. that could be an entirely different conversation. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be an entirely different conversation. But that's good. I know, um, you know, you're in your mid-20s and it's uh, it's rough. You got some decisions to make. I mean, don't we all? We got some decisions yes. to make. Yes, yes. Right. So which is, this is this is really cool. So, um we're going to close this out because mm -hmm. this has been great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, today. I want to ask, how do we find you? Um, you mm -hmm. and then, of course, the Urban League online. Yes. So the Los Angeles Urban League Young Professionals, we have a website. It's L-A-U-L-Y-P dot com. Okay. There you can learn more information about our organization, how to become involved, sign up for our newsletter and see what we're doing. It's great. It's wonderful. Um, on social media, we are L-A-U-L-Y-P uh, on Instagram as well as on Facebook. So definitely follow us, support us, join us in any of our general body meetings there every third Thursday from 7 o'clock to 8.30 p.m. at the Chase um, Building off of Crenshaw, 4401 Crenshaw Boulevard. Is that Crenshaw and what? 40, 43rd or 42nd? One of those streets. You know I just map everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh. But it's um it's a lot of construction. It's right by yeah. Lamarck Park. I know that. Okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, so yes, so that's how to find us. And then me, um, Danielle King on Facebook. Um, you can email me at president at lauyp.com. Um, my IG page, it's, you know, it's just a slight flex. I'm not on there often. <laughs> um, but it's king underscore underscore Danielle. Um, and then my LinkedIn, of course, Danielle King. Um, I believe that's it. I, that's yeah, perfect. I, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> much, but that's yeah, good. definitely find and follow L-A-U-L-Y-P. We're a great group. That's good. So yes. just so you guys know, like we make show notes for this. So if you are up to this point, good job. You're listening up to this point. Check out the show notes because we got links on there. Um, you might even have a question for her or relate to what she's she's had to share. OK, so don't hesitate. You know what I'm saying? Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Um, so in closing, I want to ask of you something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just a parting piece of advice. Mm -hmm. We have people all over the world who listen to the podcast. So um, just a parting piece of advice as you as we close this out. First thing that comes to your mind. Me and my 25 years, my parting <laughs> advice would be... Again, what we've already talked about, mm -hmm. if it feels right, do it. If it's legal and it feels right, do if it. It's <laughs> and it's going to better you. If, if what you want 
and where you're at, the only thing stopping you is you, then figure it out and do it. So my favorite quote from Tracy Ellis Ross, I don't know if she originally said it, but it's her who I heard it from, is let the space between where I am and where I want to be inspire me. So don't let that space of not knowing scare you or um, comfortability keep you stagnant. Um, just do it. Hashtag Nike. You know. <laughs> oh, man, just <laughs> That's do all, it. all I can say. Like, just, you know, do you and be great. All 2019. Well done. Well done. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well done. All right, guys. What you guys think about the episode? Cool, right? So um, I appreciate you guys once again for getting on. Um, just some little side notes here. You can reach out to um, Danielle through the show notes, right? If you're looking for the text of it, you can go to and access the show notes by going to thinkalpha.net forward slash 033. Okay, once again, thinkalpha.net forward slash 033. This is the 33rd episode. Man, coming up there in numbers. All right, so once again, I appreciate you guys. Shoot me a little shout out on Instagram as well, Val Ewudo. And if you guys have any other suggestions, comments, or reviews on anything, just give me a holler, shoot me um, a message, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, let's get productive. Let's get active. You change the things going on in your life if you work on your mindset and to work on the way you think. Have a good one, y'all. Peace.